everyone. Welcome to the Farm Commons podcast, where we explore timely and important legal issues and questions facing the farming community today. For community-based farms with a focus on sustainability, managing legal risks is especially important, as many innovative farm enterprises, like community-supported agriculture programs, on-farm suppers, and gardening classes, and unique arrangements for land access and employment do not fit neatly into our legal system, leading to vulnerability. But through legal education, we can cultivate greater resilience for your farm business so that you can continue to grow in ways that best support you, your relationships, and your community. At Farm Commons, we'll show you why and how. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone, welcome to the Farm Commons podcast. Eva here, I'm the Farmer and Partner Development Manager with our team, and I'm excited to be on the line today with Rich Levine, our um, staff attorney for special projects. Hey Rich, how's it hey, going? Eva. It's going great. Um, Rich is based in Wisconsin, and it's a rainy day over there, um, and I'm in North Carolina and really enjoying the turning of leaves for fall. Um, you know, whenever I do the podcast and I and I think about other ones, I really want us to have a jingle. <laughs> yeah. I'll get like, out my guitar and work on that. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be fun for future episodes. But Sam's jingle, in the meantime, for you all, we have an exciting conversation today about another federal funding opportunity um, with the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program Take Two, also called CFAP2. And um, Rich is actually presenting an in-depth webinar on this topic coming up on Thursday, um, November let me get the date here, 12th at 2 p.m. Central Time, 3 p.m. Eastern. And so today is really a teaser of what to expect and to give you some highlights that you can start preparing for if you um, are inspired to pursue relief through CFAP2. So Rich, why are we talking about CFAP2? You know, we debated a little bit whether we wanted to actually produce any material on CFAP2, especially since the first round of CFAP just didn't really seem like it was geared towards smaller farmers, didn't seem like, seem like it would be very useful to them. Uh, but the CFAP2, on the other hand, does look like it's a little better designed to benefit small farms. And since the application deadline is coming up pretty soon, that's December 11th, and some farmers are going to need to do some advanced legwork if they want to apply, we thought it'd be a good time to get some information out to the Farm Commons audience. Yes, very timely, for sure. Um, so CFAP 2, there was a CFAP 1 before, so what is better about the second round of funding? Well, unlike the first round of CFAP funding, the payments through CFAP 2 aren't necessarily tied to decreases in sales prices. So for a lot of the eligible crops under CFAP 1, the goal of that program was really to make up for lost revenue due to price decreases resulting from COVID. Uh, but by comparison, the purpose of CFAP 2, at least for most of the eligible products, is to help make up for increased costs getting products to market as a result of COVID. So it's really more about helping to absorb increased operating expenses rather than decreased sales prices. 
So given that framework, under CFAP2, a lot of products are eligible for payments just based on sales revenues. So for established farmers, that'll be based on last year's sales. And for new farmers, it'll be based on 2020 sales to date. Uh, CFAP2 also includes a lot of products, especially when we're thinking about uh, the sort of specialty crop categories that weren't eligible for payments under CFAP1. So that includes things like cut flowers, and nursery crops, as well as aquaculture and specialty livestock products like uh, alpaca wool, for example. And for traditional livestock like beef cattle and hogs, Payments are based on your maximum herd size between April and August of this year. And CFAP2 also offers a flat per acre payment for a number of specialty row crops like barley, alfalfa, oats, and even hemp. Wow, that's, that's definitely a lot more um, products covered than the first round. Um, as a knitter, the alpaca fleece caught my <laughs> ear. <laughs> um, but in terms of, you know, hard dollars, what kind of payments can farmers actually expect to get from CFAP2? There are, there, are, there are a few different pricing structures depending on what you're producing. If you planted any of those specialty row crops, it's a flat $15 per eligible acre. So if you have, for example, 40 acres of barley in the ground, that should get you a $600 payment. For the mainstream row crops, your corn and wheat and the like, it's either the $15 per acre amount or a different amount based on the number of acres and your yield per acre. And whichever amount is higher is what your payment should look like. And it does seem that most of those crops are likely to be eligible for more than the $15 per acre rate. When you get into livestock, like cows, sheep, and hogs, the payments range between $23 and $55 a head. Uh, and that, again, is going to be based on your maximum herd size during that April to August time frame. For broilers and eggs, it gets a little bit strange because those are based on 75% of your 2019 production. And for broilers, the payment rate is just over a dollar a head uh, and eggs are just about five cents a dozen. Milk payments are gonna look at your production from April to August of this year and also your anticipated production from September through the end of the year. And the payments for milk are coming in at $1.20 per hundredweight. And then for everything else, you'll just get a percentage of your sales revenue and the percentage will change as you go through these increasing tiers of sales ranges. So the first $50,000 in sales, for example, is eligible for a 10.6% payment. And then the percentage rate goes down as you get into higher sales figures. So an example there is if you had $50,000 in total eligible sales, you should get a payment of around $5,300. Great, which I mean, may not sound like it, could be a lot of money, but depending on how much your sales were, it could be a sub substantial amount worth your time. Um, and in thinking about farmers' time and pursuing the application, I'm wondering what do farmers really need to know about applying or getting ready to apply for CFAP2? Sure. I mean, uh, one thing to know is you're going to have to work with your local FSA office. They'll be processing the applications. And if you haven't worked with FSA before, there's going to be some extra paperwork beyond the application itself that you'll need to complete. So you probably wanna get in touch with FSA and get that ball rolling as soon as possible if you're interested in applying. 
if you already have a relationship with your local FSA, you probably already have all that extra paperwork on file, but you should still probably touch base just to make sure you don't need to update anything or fill out any additional forms, uh, just so you don't slow the process down. And, and if you do have that existing relationship, you may even be able to complete the application online. And then I guess, uh, you know, key point here, remember that the application deadline is December 11th. Yep, get that on your calendar, folks, if you're interested in pursuing funding from CFAP2. And um, like Rich said, get in touch with your, your county FSA office. Um, well, thank you so much, Rich, for hitting all the highlights of CFAP2. This has been really, really informative, and I appreciate the, the details about um, the revenue to percentage of payment structure and um, the nuances, like with the eggs and the percentage of that. That's really helpful, I think, for farmers to hear. Yeah, my pleasure, and I hope folks will tune into the webinar on Thursday. We'll get into a little more detail about some of these things and give some examples of what uh, payments might actually look like for farmers in different circumstances. Yes, folks, definitely sign up for that on Thursday, November 12th. Um, it's, we'll be streaming at 2 p.m. Central Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, and you can register right on our website for free. So thanks, and if you have any questions, please send them in to info at farmcommons.org. Till next time, and maybe we'll have a jingle for you. <laughs> thanks, Eva. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Farm Commons podcast. For more information on what you just heard, as well as a variety of farm law guides, models, checklists, flowcharts, and more, visit our website at farmcommons.org. You can also email us at info at farmcommons.org if you have any questions or comments about this podcast or any of our online materials. Thanks everyone for listening and keep on growing.